We're going to be in uh, Luke chapter 5, and we're going to read uh, verses 1 through 11. I'm sure many of you are probably familiar with with this, but let's go ahead and, uh, starting in chapter 5, verse 1, let's read. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. We'll stop right there for a second. Um, so Jesus is out doing his thing, and multitudes are following him. They're, they're wanting him to teach. And, and so Jesus comes up to the shore, and he, he sees a couple of boats there, and he's, he's trying, to, trying to deal with the multitude. And, and so he looks at the boats, and he sees that the, the fishermen aren't in the boats. And in a minute, we'll, we'll read about who these fishermen are, but they're not in the boats. And so they're out washing their nets, and Jesus finds them, and and he gets in the boats, and, and he asks them to, to set out into the lake a little bit. And so he goes out into the lake, and, he, and he's teaching the multitudes. And something that just as I was, you know, reading this last night and, and thinking about is how, how many times is it that just I'm going about my day, and, and maybe this is true for you guys too, but just we're going about our days, and we're at work, we're at home, we're, we're doing whatever it is that we do, and all of a sudden an opportunity for ministry presents itself. And sometimes maybe we recognize it and, and take advantage of the opportunity. And sometimes, maybe a lot of times, we don't recognize opportunities and we let them pass by. And, and if you're anything like me, sometime later in the day, it'll hit me. Oh, I totally blew an opportunity this morning. You know, whatever those opportunities might be. And, and it just got me to thinking about how oftentimes for me that, that Christianity is, is convenient. And I don't think it always needs to be convenient because sometimes the Lord presents us with opportunities maybe when we're not ready for them, uh, or at least we don't think we're ready for them, and they come at oftentimes inopportune moments. And I just began to, to think to myself and question myself, how many, how many times do I not take opportunities because I've got, quote-unquote, better things to do, or I'm busy, or I've got this work-related matter that's pressing, or whatever it is. And, and we see here that, that Jesus comes across these fishermen, they're just, they're just doing what fishermen do. They're washing their nets, and, and all of a sudden, here's Jesus wanting to use their boats. And, and of course, these guys let Jesus use their boat. They didn't uh, say, hey, we're too busy for that. At least we don't read that here. They didn't say, hey, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We really don't have time to do this. But for me, and like I said, maybe, maybe it's true for you guys too, how many times are we too busy to do the things that the Lord has put in front of us? And probably if, at least if I'm honest with, with myself, I'm probably too busy more often than not. Um, sadly, because that, that's not, not the way that God has called us to, to live our lives. And if I can encourage you guys in anything this morning, it would to be this, is to not be too busy for what God places in front of you. And, you know, just in our own minds and the way that our own minds work, we think, well, okay, I've, I've, I've got to work or I've got to you know, take care of the kids, or I've got to run my errands, or go to the store, or, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's different for every one of us, but, you know, we, we get these things in our minds of, of these important things that we have to do, but I think we forget sometimes that in the grand scheme of life, what we think is important isn't always important, and I think sometimes it's good for us to take a step back and, and uh, reevaluate the things that we make priorities. Um, again, I, I know it's true for me that one day it'll just kind of dawn on me, it's like, you know what, for the last couple weeks, the last month, whatever, I've had this particular thing in my life that, that I've made a priority, but is, is that really the priority that, that God would have me 
have. And, and a lot of times I, I just I catch myself on that. And I don't know, you know if you guys are like that too, but I would encourage you guys today to take some time and to evaluate what are, what are your priorities and when opportunities present themselves that the Lord has, has given us, are we, A, ready to take those opportunities, and, and B, are we willing to take those opportunities? Um, if Jesus came along and said, hey, I, I need your boat, would we be too busy, or would we willingly let Jesus use whatever resources it is that we have? And, and again, for, for me, it's, you know, I, I have to question these things in my own life a lot, that I tend to be kind of selfish with my resources. I think it's our, our human nature, whether that's time or, or money or possessions or whatever it is that we have. And, and I think we see a great example here of just being available whenever the Lord decides to use us. And, and we see that happening here. <clears throat> Let's pick it up in verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. The second thing that, that we see going on here is that after Jesus gets done teaching the multitudes, he tells Simon to go farther out into the lake and, and put down their nets. And, and, of course, Simon, his first reaction is, hey, man, we've been fishing all night. We've had no luck. And I don't know how many times it is you know, for us that we just get frustrated um, at work or just at life that maybe things seem to be going nowhere. But nevertheless, Jesus told Simon to go do this thing, to go set out into the lake and to put down their nets. So, so again, Peter's first reaction was, hey, we've been doing this all night unsuccessfully. But the thing that I like here is he says, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And, and that kind of stuck out to me uh, when I was studying is that how many times is that my attitude? Hey, Lord, this sounds crazy, but nevertheless, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And, and again, if, if we're honest with ourselves, I, I think oftentimes we stop at, hey, this sounds crazy. And we don't really make it much past that. And, and again, it's, it's going to be different for every one of us, whatever it is that, that the Lord is calling us to do. But maybe it's an opportunity to pray with a coworker who's going through a difficult situation. Or maybe it's an opportunity to share the reason for the hope that we have with, with a family member. I don't know. But how often do we think that sounds really crazy and then we just stop right there and, and we can't get past that because we think about... Um, ourselves and really that if we step out and follow the Lord, how is it going to affect me? What are people going to think about me? Are, are people, am I going to be rejected? What's, is my family not going to like me anymore? Is my coworker never going to talk to me again? We just stop it at the crazy part and, and don't make it past that. And, and again, this was really challenging to me um, just in reading this because again, if we're honest with ourselves, I think it happens to us quite a bit where we just can't get past ourselves. Um, and consequently, we don't step out in areas that God has called us to step out in. We don't take the opportunity to, to share with a family member or to pray with a coworker uh, or whatever it is to, to help the neighbor. Um, we don't take those opportunities. And, you know, certainly God doesn't, doesn't need us to, to do what he's going to do, but God has chosen to use us um, to have effect in the lives of people around us, and, and God has chosen to use us as tools. And I think that puts a little bit of responsibility um, on us that call ourselves Christians, that if we're going to 
call ourselves Christians that, that we need to be available whenever the Lord puts something on our hearts and, and presents us with opportunities to minister to people. And, and so we see here that, that Simon kind of got past the crazy part and, and he recognized Jesus for who he was. And I think that's an important principle for us that, um, you know, you oftentimes hear Ryan say that, that where God guides, he provides. And, and I think we forget about that, that, uh, again, we just get stuck on the, that sounds really crazy, part of the equation. And we don't think, hey, who's telling me to do this? Well, it's God Almighty. And God, of course, is the creator of the, the universe. Of course, he's going to provide for the things that he's called us to do and, and make a way for the things that he's called us to do. Um, but we don't think about that. Again, we just get stuck on ourselves and in our own selfishness and, and, and whatever it is, and, and we miss out on opportunities. Again, sometimes we, we don't always see the opportunities for what they are, but oftentimes we do see the opportunities and we just choose to, to let them pass. And so th- this really gave me some encouragement. I hope it gives you some encouragement to, um, to just step out and, and to have an attitude that, nevertheless, Lord, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway just like we see with Simon. And, and as we read that, that the end result was that they caught so many fish that their boat was about ready to sink. Um, that's kind of a cool part of the story because God told them to do something that sounded crazy. Well, and in the end, it, it paid off, so to speak. Um, how many times do, do we not think about what's going to be uh, the end result if we do share with that coworker beyond ourselves? We, we don't think about the fact that well, maybe this could have an impact on the life of, of that person that I'm so worried about if they're, they're going to like me after I say what I have to say. Or we can't get past the embarrassment of, of maybe offering to pray with somebody, but we don't think about what kind of an impact is that going to have on them, just the fact that I offered. Maybe that's, that's going to show them that, that I, as their friend or their coworker or neighbor, uh, care about them. Um, but we don't think about those things because of our own, our own selfishness. And, and probably more than anything, that, that's really what, what the Lord has been speaking to me through this passage is just the, that I need to deal with my own selfishness on a day-to-day basis. And, and, and so I would encourage you guys to, to do the same. It's our human nature to be selfish. It's our human nature to, to think about nobody but ourselves. Um, but that's certainly not the way that the Lord would, would have us act. And so, again, we see here the results of, of Simon getting past himself and, again, recognizing Jesus for who he is and taking a step of faith. And then we see the results of that step of faith is that God blessed what they were doing. Um, he blessed their business. Maybe for, for some of you that, that are business owners, um, you know, it's, it's a tough economy right now, and, and a lot of people are, are struggling because of the economy. It's easy to wake up in the morning, and, and I can relate to this myself, to wake up in the morning and just to think, man, the economy stinks right now. i you know, not sure where business is going, not sure. And, and it's easy to let those thoughts consume you all day, all week, all month, whatever it is. Um, you know, some of us tend to worry more than others, but it's easy to, to focus on those things rather than focusing on, Jesus, what, did it, what would you have me do today? And, you know, something, again, that I've been challenged with is when I wake up in the morning is, you know, my natural tendency is to think about business and to think about work and to think about all these things that I have to do and all the things that could possibly go wrong and, and to kind of, you know, I'm usually a pretty optimistic guy, but just, you know, it's kind of weird for me, but that's just kind of been the consuming thing in my mind lately is just, what if this, what if, what if this doesn't pan out? What about that? And, and the reality is, is that, that when we wake up in the morning, our first thought should be, Lord, what, what do you have for me today? What do you want me to do today? And maybe, maybe we don't ask that because sometimes we're afraid of what the answer might be, um, or maybe not afraid of it, but 
you know, we know that sometimes, um, just in our own hearts, that the Lord is calling us to step out in an area, so sometimes we avoid asking the question. We avoid going to the Lord and, and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Because we just don't want to do what we know is coming and, and what it is that he's going to, to have us do. And, and so, again, I would just encourage us today um, to not let our focus be the economy, not let our focus be work, not let our focus be life necessarily, but our focus would be Jesus and what it is that he is calling us to do. Um, and if that requires us to do something that sounds a little bit crazy, then so be it. Um, we read all throughout the Bible of people that did things that to the people around them sounded a little bit crazy, sometimes a lot crazy. And we read throughout the Bible the results of, of those actions, and we see God move in, in mighty ways and do miraculous things just through ordinary people that went a little bit of that extra mile and did something that didn't sound good to people around them at the time, um, didn't make the popular decision, but they made the decision to follow Christ. And, and that's, again, the biggest thing that, that I've got out of this today is um, just in, in preparation is to let go of my own selfishness and to focus on, on Jesus and, and what it is that, that he wants me to do and to go where he's called me to go. Let's pick it up in, uh, in verse 9. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought back their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. I think this probably blew me away more than anything is that, that last little part there. When they got back to land, they forsook all and followed him. And, and again, this, you know, just kind of me thinking about, you know, my own life and, and, and things that I have going, have, have I forsaken all to, to follow him? And, and, and the good answer is, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sold out for the Lord. You know, that was kind of my first reaction when I, when I was reading this. Oh, yeah, I, I did that. I did that a long time ago. I, I, I've forsaken everything to, to follow the Lord. But the more I got to thinking about it, the more that I realized that, that I have really been fooling myself. And, and again, I think if we're real honest with ourselves, how many of us can honestly say that we have forsook all to follow the Lord? How many things do we have in our lives that, that we're just hanging on to that, that we won't let go of? Whether it is a job or whether it's possessions or money or time or whatever other resources are at our disposal, have we really forsaken those things for the sake of, of following Jesus? And, and again, the, our, our first inclination is probably to say yes because, hey, that's the Christian thing to say and it sounds good. But when we really think about it, when we really take some time to, to be introspective with ourselves, would we answer that question any differently? And, and, and I can't answer that for, for everybody here, only for myself. But I think it's a good question for us to ask of ourselves from time to time. Have we really forsaken everything for the sake of following Jesus? Maybe we've forsaken some things, and it makes us feel good because we can say that, oh, yeah, I've, I've given up this area of my life for, for the sake of the Lord. Um, and again, I think we tend to fool ourselves sometimes because maybe we have a couple areas that, that we've given completely over to the Lord, but maybe we have you know, some other things over here on the other side of the table that we haven't quite let go of yet, but we fool ourselves into thinking that we've given it all up for the sake of, of Jesus. And, and if I could encourage you guys in anything else today, it would be to really look at that in your own lives. Is there anything that, that we're hanging on to that we just won't let go of? Um, and it's a tough question. It's a tough thing to, to be honest with ourselves at times because our time, our resources, they're all important things to us. And, and of course, we don't want to let those things go. It's our human nature. 
Um, but again, we've got to remember who's in control or who should be in control, and, and it's God Almighty, the creator of the universe. And, you know, for me, I just have had to come to the realization that, you know, this stuff that, that I hold so important to me is really pale in comparison to eternity. It's pale in comparison to the creator of the universe. These things in my life that, that, that I hold so dear and so important and the things that I let consume my thoughts and consume my mind are no big deal to Jesus. And, and when I say no big deal, it's not that he doesn't care about them. It's that he can take care of things in an instant. But again, and, and you know, Ryan talks about this a lot, that, that everything that happens in our life is filtered through God's love. And we've got to constantly remember that. We've got to remember that whatever trial, whatever, whatever tough thing it is that we're dealing with, it's not necessarily because maybe God specifically caused it, but he has allowed it to happen to us and it's filtered through his love. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but for me, that, that helps me to have certainly a different perspective when dealing with the tough things of life. Because what, what I thought maybe yesterday was important, I realized today isn't so important, or at least not as important as I thought it was. Um, you know, our priorities get out of whack real fast. And sometimes we don't even realize it. Um, I was talking to a good friend of mine last week, uh, a friend of mine over in Bend, and he's a fellow believer, and, and we were just kind of talking about priorities and, and how sometimes we, it just kind of dawns on us one day, hey, I've been probably on autopilot for the last month. You know, I, I go to church, I, you know, yeah, I read my Bible, I pray because, hey, those things are my duty. It's, it's what I'm supposed to do as a Christian, but really our heart's not in it. And, and before we know it, it's been, you know, a week or two weeks or three weeks or a month or, or six months where we've just been, been on autopilot and, and really going through the motions. And it just hits you one day, man, I've really been going through the motions. And, and, and so anyway, it was just kind of an interesting conversation that, that we were having because we were both kind of thinking about this at the same time. And, and, and just through our conversation, we were able to encourage one another and, and pray with one another in, in these areas. But how many times is that true for you guys is that, that we just get to a point and we don't realize it till somewhere down the road that we've really just been going through the motions. And, and further to that, what, what if... What if we weren't just going through the motions? What if we were completely sold out for the Lord? What if we really had forsaken all for the sake of following him? How drastically different would our lives be if we went simply beyond coming here on Sunday morning and and sitting in a chair and and listening to whoever's teaching and then, you know, going out to lunch or whatever people do and and then go to work Monday and, and just kind of forget about, you know, how the Lord spoke to us on Sunday. What, what if we didn't do that? What if, what if we completely had given up everything in our lives for the sake of following the Lord? What do, you, what do you think work might be like on Monday if we did take that opportunity to pray with our coworkers or to, to give some encouragement to somebody that's struggling through something? What if we did take the opportunity to let our resources, our time be used by God? Um, and not just a little bit, but completely. What if? You know, these are these are things that I think about when I can't sleep at night. <laughs> and like I said, I don't know I don't know how it is for you guys. I can I can only speak for myself. But um, what if? Th- think about the what ifs. If if we did, um, and take it a step further. Don't don't just think about the what ifs. Let let's make it happen. Let's let's forsake everything for the sake of following Jesus. And and it's one thing to to stand here and say it, and a, a complete another thing when Monday morning at eight o'clock rolls around and and you have to deal with that coworker that you don't like. It's it's another thing entirely to to do it. But we've got Jesus on our side, and, and hopefully that would give us at least some encouragement and, and some confidence that, hey, where, where God guides, he provides. Um, 
And again, it's, you know, I think we need to examine our priorities and figure out what's really important in our lives. And, and of course, we all want to say that, that the Lord is number one because, again, it's the Christian thing to say, and it sounds really good when we say that. We're supposed to say it, right? But does it really hold true for us? Does it really hold true when, when we say that? Um, and if it does hold true, then there would hopefully be some kind of evidence uh, supported by our lives that would prove that that is a true thing. And so, again, I just would want to encourage us all today is to, to really examine our priorities um, in our lives. Examine our priorities and spend some time today, spend some time this week in prayer and, and just ask the Lord to help you figure out what's truly important. Uh, again, we all think that we have these things figured out in our minds. You know, I, I'd like to think that I'm a fairly smart guy and that I'm, that I'm able to figure out what's important. And, and it's, you know, probably true for, for you guys too. We'd all like to think that we can figure out what's important in our lives. But just maybe God has a different idea of what's important than what our idea of, of what's important is. And, and so I would encourage you guys and challenge you guys to spend some time with the Lord this week asking him, what really is important? What, what does my priority need to be? And it might be a little different for every one of us with, with one exception, that, that our priority absolutely needs to be serving Jesus with everything that we have. Um, beyond that, it's probably going to be different for everybody um, as to what's really important in life. And, and maybe the Lord has put you in a place where, you know, your job is a priority. Maybe, maybe your kids are a priority. Maybe other family members are a priority. You know, what, whatever it is, it, like I said, it's going to look different, I think, for everybody, uh, with the exception of, of that top spot of, of serving Jesus with everything that we have. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, let's, let's definitely take some time this week and just seek the Lord as to what's important. And, and furthermore, take it a step beyond if, if the Lord gives you something that sounds just a little bit crazy, what are, what are we going to do with that? Are we going to say, hey, that sounds a little bit crazy and, and leave it at that? Or are we willing, like Simon, to take that extra step and to step out in the areas that God has called us to step out in? Um, and I would challenge you guys to, to do that. It, it's not an easy thing. It, it is easy to stand here and talk about it. It's easy for you to sit here right now and think, okay, I'm going to do whatever the Lord tells me to do. But then where the rubber meets the road, it's another story entirely. And and it's oftentimes difficult to step out in areas um, that make us uncomfortable. Um, I'm excited about this evangelism training that's coming up because I think it's going to cause a lot of us to definitely step out into areas where we're uncomfortable. It's one thing to to go to Portland for a weekend and and go down to the Burnside Bridge and talk to people that are poor and needy and, and people that we don't know and that we're never going to see again. It's easy to, to, to step out and, and be bold and to say things that we wouldn't normally say to, to people that we know because, you know what, we're not going to see those people again, but it's another thing entirely to go down to Bymart and to have a conversation with somebody about the Lord because I'm going to see that person again tomorrow or I'm going to see that person at work or I'm going to run into that person in town. And, and we just start thinking about what people are going to think about us. And, and, and again, we just get stuck on our own selfishness. And, and we, we don't take time to, to have concern for people's salvation and, and other people's need for Jesus. And, and so I think we see a great example here of, of Simon and, and James and John just being available uh, to do what God had asked them to do. And, and it wasn't like they had weeks to plan for this. It wasn't like they had all this time and they, they knew that, okay, Jesus is going to be here on this day and he's going to need our boat. So we can kind of take our work schedule and we can fit it in and we could make it work. That wasn't the case for them. This was 
total spur of the moment thing that Jesus just showed up and he's like, hey, I need your boat. And, and again, you know, I think for a lot of us, um, that spur of the moment stuff sometimes throws us for a loop. But oftentimes, um, that's how God works. He doesn't give us the time to, to plan our schedules around what it is that, that he wants us to do just so it's convenient for us. And, you know, walking with the Lord isn't, isn't always convenient, as I'm sure some of you well know. Um, but we see a great example with these guys of, of, I'm sure they were inconvenienced. I'm sure they were probably tired. It says that they, they had been toiling all night. They probably just wanted to finish up the day and, and go to bed. I'm sure that's the case. It would be for me, you work all day or you work all night, whatever the case may be. And, and then all of a sudden here comes Jesus saying, hey, you're not done. I, I, need, you, I need you in this area. I, I need your boats. And, and they gladly did it. They, they didn't argue. And then when, when Jesus asked them to, to do something, when he asked Simon to do something that just seemed a little odd, Simon went ahead and did it. And, and again, that, that's been a great encouragement to me, and, and I hope for you guys um, that it really causes us to evaluate our priorities and, and the things that are important in our lives. Um, what happens when those spur-of-the-moment things come up and, and you just kind of know, and, and, I, and I can't always explain it, but sometimes you just know at that moment that, that you need to say something to somebody or you need to do something that, that the Lord has put on your heart right then and right there. And maybe it is an inconvenience. Maybe you haven't had time to, to fit it into your schedule. Maybe you haven't had time to work it in. But you just know that the Lord is prompting you to, to step out at that moment. And, and again, those are the moments that sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. Um, and sometimes we don't because we haven't forsaken all to follow him. So I would give you guys encouragement, to, again, to evaluate priorities and to really ask ourselves the question, have we forsaken all to follow him? And are we willing to do things that sound a little bit crazy at times that are inconvenient? Um, and hopefully, you know, as life goes on, that, that we'll be able to, to answer that, those questions by saying, yes, we have forsaken all. We, we've given everything up for the Lord. Um, but that's just a little bit about, about what the Lord's been doing in, in my life lately, and, and hopefully it's given you guys some, some encouragement and maybe some convictions and, and maybe uh, challenged you guys in, in some areas of your lives. Um, we're going to go ahead and pray, and maybe, maybe we can do a, do a final song. And um, Just if you guys are, are if the Lord's speaking to you, and, and if you really do feel like that, that you need to reevaluate some priorities, um, we're going to have some guys up here to, to pray with you, and as we do every week. And, and it's kind of funny because, some, you know, sometimes um, people will take advantage of, of the opportunities for prayer, and, and other times, you know, people just bolt out the door as, as soon as we're done and, and, and don't take advantage of, of these opportunities. And, and I would just encourage you guys again to, um, you know, not worry about what people are going to think if, if you come forward for prayer. Are people going to think that you don't have your life together? You know, nobody's going to think that. Um, you know, we're, we're all just trying to walk the same walk here, and and everybody's at different different places in their walk, and we all struggle with, with different things. But definitely, if, if there's opportunities and, and you guys just feel like you need somebody to pray with you or, or to talk with you about what's going on in your life, we're going to have guys available, and, and I would just encourage you guys to, to definitely take part in that. Um, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, again, we're, we're just grateful for an opportunity to hear from you. And Lord, we're grateful that, uh, that you continue to uh, just provide uh, for us on a daily basis. Lord, we're grateful that, uh, that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. And, and uh, it's my prayer today, Lord, that uh, just in light of that, that you would um, just help us to, to have priorities that would match up with the priorities that you would want for our lives. 
Lord, it's our prayer today that um, you would help us all to just step out in those areas of our lives where we've been hesitant, and that we would we would give over of our time, our resources, our efforts in areas, again, that we've been hesitant. Lord, I pray that you would uh, just continue to speak to our hearts today and, and uh, just pray that you would challenge us, that you would convict us, Lord, in, in areas of our lives that we need to change. And, and, and even beyond convicting us in those areas, Lord, I pray that you would just give us the strength to, to make the necessary changes in our lives, to do the things that you've called us to do, to step out in the areas that you've called us to step out in. Lord, again, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. In Jesus' name. Amen.